Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961. And the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler. This is uh, my co-host, Clint. And uh, overall, a good week. And a, a great way to finish on Saturday to he- heading into the SEC tournament. Oh, man, it was great, great thing for Auburn to get these wins, and especially against a, a, a good program in LSU. And, and hopefully it's just a good bit of momentum for the SEC tournament. Yeah. So that's the end of the regular season, like we said. Auburn ended the regular season at 37 and 19 and 15 and 15 in conference. So a 500, 500 in conference record. And we were able this weekend to get our first series win versus LSU since 2012, which seems, I mean, six years, but LSU hasn't exactly being a uh, slouch of a program. Um, no, not at all. And, and I think it was Thursday's broadcast. They put up a stat that LSU had defeated Auburn in like 14 of the 17 previous games. So it's it's been all dominated by LSU, and it was good for Auburn to, to turn that around this time. Yes. But uh, <coughs> let's get started with Tuesday. Uh, the Tigers traveled to Troy to take on the Troy Trojans, and that and I, I I went to the game as well. And let's just say that was a miserable, miserable trip. Uh, <laughs> a pretty so, decent drive from Auburn too. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half from Auburn. There and back, or hour and a half there, hour and a half back, and. Um, besides the food, it was, uh, it was a pretty rough trip. 
Well, I honestly didn't get to watch this game because it wasn't on ESPN3 or watch ESPN, whatever they call it nowadays. So, um, you know, it, it seemed like Auburn you know, played well at the beginning and then a pretty lengthy rain delay kind of destroyed all of Auburn's momentum and truly just ran away with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was about on top of us losing uh, – <clears throat> It was, we had about an, I think it was an hour and one minute rain delay. Um, I think it was during the seventh inning, if I'm not correct. And so we, I sat through that rain delay for an hour. And then when we started back, we had the bases loaded with one out, couldn't, couldn't get a runner home. And then that same inning in the, uh, in the bottom half, Troy plates, I think, two two runners, and then they plated two more later in the game. But just a just a disappointing game uh, overall. But some highlights were Jay Estes was the only player to have a uh, multi-hit game had had two hits, and uh, but as a team, Auburn had eight hits and. We used five pitchers. Uh, Jack Owen started the game, went four and a third, and did pretty well. Uh, went four and a third, only gave up one run, and had six strikeouts. So it was it was good to see good to see Jack have a good outing um, before before the postseason um, because I think we're going to mention it later, but I think we may need him uh, in the postseason. I think but, so too, and you know, you saw Auburn kind of throw a lot of pitchers, and probably in due part because of the rain and lightning delays. Um, Welby, Coker, Elliot Anderson, and the the one guy that we really haven't seen a whole lot this year, uh, the senior Corey Herndon, all got in the game. So, you know, it's a it's a game that Auburn didn't really need to lose. Um, you know, it's and it's a good thing that Auburn just kind of wiped their hands of it and moved on to the Thursday night game to start the series against LSU. Yeah. But uh, like Clint said, we had another Thursday, Friday, Saturday series this week. Um, and un- unlike, I think, pretty much every other weekend, every uh, SEC baseball team had a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series because of the SEC tournament starting on Tuesday and it runs through Sunday. Um, and I think the teams that are in the, that have to play in the first round could potentially play up to six games uh, in the SEC tournament. And that's six games in six days. I, I mean, I don't know about, the other teams, but I know Auburn, and I think Auburn has a pretty good pitching staff compared to. Um, I mean, it's not not the best by any means. It's not a Florida or um, or an Ole Miss, but Auburn has six or seven guys that they feel comfortable using. Whereas, um, like a Missouri or a Tennessee program, I think only has three to four. So six games in six days, you 
eventually are going to run out of pitching. And um, I hope Auburn gets in that predicament because if we get in that predicament, then that means we will likely host a an NCAA regional because that means we will likely have won two games. Yeah, and I think you're right. The, the conference tournaments are just set up for – failure unless you are a really good team more or less and um you know Auburn I don't think would be able to with the status of the pitching staff make a run through the entire tournament I think if we had gotten Tuesday off and then played into the top four seeds it would have been a much better chance but to go through those six games in six days is going to be a challenge for any team yeah and like I've told multiple people i think the toughest part is going to be getting past the first game on tuesday um i think jack owen is slated to start but we'll we'll, we'll talk more about this later but you jumping around in my notes man <laughs> but yes well I'm, I'm trying to go back and get on track but anyways thursday thursday of this past week uh we faced LSU in a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. And this weekend, or this week slash weekend, uh, we the rotation went Tanner Burns, Casey Mize, Andrew Mitchell. And t- so Tanner Burns got the start on Thursday night and was able to lead the Tigers to a 11-4 to victory. And I thought it was one of Tanner's um, – not as not probably not his best outing, but one of his one of his better outings of the season. I would agree. Tanner went six full innings, uh, gave up six hits and four runs, walked two guys, only struck out four. But because Auburn had the bats going, Tanner didn't need to have his best outing, and you know it it set up Auburn for a good weekend and a, a good bullpen standing against LSU and for the tournament week. Um, you know, Tanner and Cody Greenhill had tag team to finish, I think, the last four um, games that Tanner has started. So those two are, are really playing off of each other pretty well. And, um, you know, again, Tanner didn't need to have his best stuff. He just needed yep. to be good enough, and he was. Yep. And, um, and like you said, the bats – we're also working. Uh, the Tigers uh, were able to get 11 runs. Uh, Will Holland went four for five with two RBIs. Uh, Stephen Williams had two RBIs. Brett Wright had two RBIs. And Brendan Venner had three RBIs. Um, <laughs> so all multi, multi-RBI multi games. And it's just anytime <laughs> – the, the RBI is such a critical stat because you can get as many runners, you can get two or three runners on base, but if you can't, if you're unable to get them in, then it doesn't matter whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, and the easiest way to get those runners in is to hit the ball out of the park. And that's exactly what Stephen Williams did in the second inning to, to open up the floodgates and um, you know, two run home run was his 10th homer of the year. Um, and you mentioned Will Holland, um, four for five. That was his first four-hit game of his career, and it just really set the shortstop on for a really great weekend. 
Yeah. Um, but L- LSU scored their first two runs when Jay Estes lost a uh, fly ball in the sky. I mean, it happens. Uh, it just – it got up. And that ball, I will say, that ball was one of the fir- the highest hit balls I have ever seen. And uh, it just – Jay didn't have it from the start. I mean, you could see him out there in the outfield just throwing his hands up. And Stephen Williams tried – I mean, I, to give you a um, – to describe how high it was, Stephen Williams nearly made it all the way over to center field to catch the ball. Yeah. Um, so – Which was impressive. A, yeah, just a high hit ball. The um, But thankfully, Thursday night, we were able to get through a play without a rain delay. And just a just an overall great solid night for uh, for the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, and you know you mentioned the weather. Um, you know, I know you and some other people were there and and letting me know that the weather was you know probably about to pick up. Um, you know, I heard that there was lightning off in the distance, and and nobody really ever stopped. They never really showed the sky on the broadcast and until uh, Jay lost that foul ball. And uh, one of the commentators said that it's easier to lose the ball and find it again when you're staring directly into the sun than to find the ball at all after you've entirely lost it in, you know, the the stormy, multicolored sky that that was in Auburn that Thursday night. So, you know, it's a rough play, but it it all worked out for Auburn, thankfully. Yeah, definitely. But moving on, Friday night, um, the Tigers were unable to pull that one out. Uh, had, got a fail to the – well, let me go back. The Auburn Tigers were unable to pull that one out as the LSU Tigers uh, were able to de- defeat Auburn six to, by a score of 6-2. to two. And going into this weekend – when would you have ever thought the one game of the series we would have lost was the game that Casey Mize was the starting pitcher? Yeah, um, really. I, I never would have thought it. Um, you know, Casey Casey really struggled last week at Ole Miss, and I don't want to. I don't think that it really came back to Auburn with him, but he got roughed up um, in the um, in the sixth inning, um, gave up four runs on, I think, five hits. And those were the only four runs he gave up in his six innings pitched. Walked two guys, which is a rarity, but was still good enough to get the nine strikeouts. Um, you know, um, Detroit, the Detroit Tigers had the first overall pick, and they sent um, – their their GM was actually in town to watch Casey pitch. And they had beat writers and photographers from the local newspaper up there come down and – and, you know, it's kind of obvious that Detroit's really, really considering taking Casey. And if they don't with that first pick, it's going to be a surprise. But, you know, he was he was great through, I think, four innings. And then, you know, you saw him getting up a little bit more. I don't know if it was some fatigue. He's – I mean, Casey's played in, what, 15 games this year? And yeah. hey, I think um, he's thrown 96 innings. Um so I mean, um, Casey Casey has appeared in fourteen games, pitched ninety five innings, oh. and has faced 
um, 344 at-bats. So, you know, last year he missed a couple of starts, and, you know, I, I think we might be seeing some fatigue, and if that's the case, only six innings I think I'm okay with. Um, you know, we're we're really going to have to lean on KC come postseason play. Yeah, but you can't say enough about – uh, LSU's freshman Mikhail ha- M- Mikhail Hill Hilliard. Hilliard? <laughs> Mikhail Hilliard. Hilliard. Uh, call him Mac. Yeah, let's just call him Mac Hilliard. Uh, started yeah. for the LSU Tigers, um, freshman, <clears throat> and I mean, and you can't say enough about hit this kid's performance going up against the likely number one overall pick in the MLB draft uh, in a few, or I think it's in under a month, maybe in yeah. a few months, but uh, going up against Casey Mize and this kid just came out and acted like nothing was going on and just, just shoved it and um, brought it to Auburn and, Auburn has struggled all season long hitting hitting the curveball, and this guy had a had a very pretty nasty curveball, and it 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 showed to be very effective. But uh, yeah, very very good pitcher. Um, you know LSU is kind of having to rebuild their pitching staff. They lost all three of their starters from last year, and effectively lost their closer as they moved him to the the started lineup so you know they've got a very young and inexperienced starting group of pitchers but i mean this kid he's going to be a stud yeah um he is he he's he de- he definitely looked like a friday night ace um pro- i mean next year in, in the sec um but for the bats really will holland was the only one that had a, a really good night. He went three for four. Um, and, I mean, you, you can't say enough about Will, Will's weekend that he had. Um, he just – but Casey Mize went six innings. Uh, Calvin Coker came in for the final two-thirds and struggled. But let me tell you, Davis Daniel, I think, has – I mean, I don't. I, we may have to start him in the SEC tournament, but I think he has found his home in the bullpen. I mean, the guy came out and threw two and a third, gave up only one hit, no runs, and had five strikeouts. I mean, and I don't know about you. Well, I do. I do know about you, but. <laughs> This, I, I think we can both say this was Davis Daniels' best outing of the season we have seen, and by far the most fun that he has had. The um, most emotion he's yeah. ever shown on the mound, and you know when he actually came into the game, it was it was four to two, so it was a really tight game. I honestly wasn't really sure about the decision to put him in, but. You know, he gets on there. Um, you know, we people have talked all year about how Davis needs to come in with a clean inning. Um, 
if he's going to come in in, in relief at all. When, he seems to struggle when he comes in and there's people on base, but not not Friday night. And comes off the the mound those two innings, I think, and was just throwing his arms, trying to get his team pumped up to get the bats going and doing everything in his power to win that game. And that's not something we've seen a lot. And, and I'm, it's just really exciting to see Davis come out of this shell a little bit. And, and I think his teammates really liked it too. And it's, it's a shame that Davis didn't get to go any longer, um, you know, about an hour delay because of lightning and rain really killed his momentum. And, you know, you, you can't really keep him on after an hour. And Coker came back in and, Gave up the last two two runs of the game. And Calvin pitched so well at the beginning of the year. And when Cody Greenhill got sick and Andrew Mitchell got hurt, Auburn really overused Calvin, I think, by necessity. So, you know, um, having to ride him through the middle parts of the season has really hurt his end of the year. But, yeah, so Friday was the 6-2 to two loss to LSU. So Saturday was the um, what's the word um, the tiebreaker oh, game the rubber match the rubber match yes Saturday nice. was the ru- was the rubber match um, and thankfully Auburn was able to come out with a fourteen to five win but uh, I told somebody on sat on Saturday um, they asked uh, how how I was doing. And I, I said, I replied, just another day in paradise here in Auburn. But I do wish, I hope paradise, I do wish paradise was a little less hot. Uh, <laughs> that was the hottest game I've ever sat at. Yeah, that uh, was. Know, I, think it, I think it topped 90 degrees in Auburn, Alabama. And I mean, you and I and the rest of our crew were sitting in direct sunlight the entire game with very little relief. The, the clouds would come, and as, as soon as they would cover up the sun, they were gone. Um, not a whole lot of relief in the wind. It, it was a brutally hot game, and it would have been absolutely miserable if if that was a 14-5 to 5 loss for all the Yeah, yeah bunch, bunch of people sunburnt, but <clears throat> it was okay because – Andrew Mitchell was hot as well. Uh, Andrew Mitchell, what he calls his best outing of his career. And I would have to agree with him. He went seven innings, gave up two runs. But the I think the biggest stat is Andrew gave up zero walks and had nine strikeouts. Um, What's even more impressive is that's Andrew's second straight start with not a single walk. Yeah. And, and it's been two of his best career outings. Yeah. And and That's to fun. do it on the, the hottest day of the year, the last home game of the year, um, and against your former team, um, Andrew actually redshirted his freshman year at LSU before heading to JUCO. So, you know, a lot of emotions for that kid. And, I mean, could you just imagine – in his last two home starts, he leaves the stadium to go graduate, and then he throws his best outing against his former coach and his former team. And, yeah. you know, 
it, that's just the great way for this senior to end his career in Auburn. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Andrew, Andrew con, uh, contributed his last two outings to a uh, adjustment that graduate assistant Tyler Stovall ha- had been work has been working on him with. And um, I asked today, I, uh, I had lunch with Tanner Burns and I asked him um, how, how big of an impact has, has Tyler Stovall had on y'all's y'all's pitching performance this year. And he, Tanner couldn't say enough about how, how not only great of a man Tyler is, which we all know, but how much he has impacted not only his, but everybody's, everybody's pitching and worked with them individually and just progressed them as, as a pitcher and made them better. And um, it's obvious and evident that uh, Tyler Stovall and Blake Logan, our two graduate assistants, have bright, uh, successful careers ahead of them. But back on to the, back on to the baseball game, uh, Auburn scored five runs in the fourth to get things rolling. Um, Luke Jarvis had his third home run of the season. Uh, Will Holland, once again, I mean, you can't say enough about the kid, uh, smacked not one, but two home runs on the day. Pretty much into the same spot. Yeah. And Edward Julian also got back on track, um, hopefully, with his 14th home run of the season, and that is also the team leading 14th home run of the of um, the of the season for the um, for Edward, but just an overall great great day for Auburn baseball to go out with a series a series win versus LSU, and not only a series win, but a series a series thumping on a team that we have not beat in a series since 2012. And that was just a, a great way to put an exclamation mark on, on a great, a great regular season. And yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, that Saturday win was win number 37 on the year. And that's the most regular season wins since the famed 2010 season where Auburn won 38. Thirty-nine, um, because uh, I'm looking at this graphic that Auburn tweeted out earlier that I was going to talk about after Clint got done, but I just decided to interrupt Clint. Um, well, either either the graphics messed up or the notes that Auburn published uh, today are messed up. So it was either thirty-eight or thirty-nine. But go ahead, have at it, Doctor. I know I interrupted you, but. Um, all this 37 wins is uh, the fourth most uh, since 2000. So 18 seasons of baseball, and this is the fourth most. So I would call this a successful uh, successful season. Uh, the Tigers racked up 40 wins in 2000, 39 wins according to this graphic in 2010, 38 wins in t- 2003, and 37 wins in 2018. And hopefully that is only the start to a bright, bright postseason. Oh, and I think I heard Thursday night on the broadcast uh, Coach Thompson say that 
um, you know, barring anything absolutely crazy, that this will be the first time in 20 years that Auburn has made back-to-back regionals. So hmm. That's an interesting statistic. <laughs> that's the first time I had heard that. I haven't double-checked that myself, but if true, that's that's pretty fascinating. And, you know, I think Coach Thompson's just done an absolutely fantastic job with yeah. this program. But um, on, to, on to the next week, uh, or this upcoming week for Auburn baseball. And let me just say, this is my by far my favorite week of the year. Um, with the SEC tournament coming to my hometown and growing up, going to it, it's just a, a fun, fun event that I hope and I, I really do hope we can keep in Hoover for, for years to come. But uh, Auburn, with the win on Saturday, was able to get the seventh seed for the SEC tournament. Um, they will face Kentucky, the 10 seed, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I think it's 30, 30 minutes following game one. Uh, so it's estimated to be around 1230 or one uh, because game one starts at 930. Um, game one will be Vanderbilt versus Texas A&M, the 6-11 matchup. And then... Auburn versus Kentucky in game two, 7-10 matchup. Uh, game three of the day will be LSU versus Mississippi State, the 8-9 matchup. And then uh, game four of the night will be South Carolina versus Missouri. Um, so, I mean, it'll be just an outstanding day to open the tournament of a full day of SEC baseball. And that I'm looking forward to going to uh, and pretty much staying all day. Yeah, and and that first day has such a great set of storylines. Um, you know, you end the day with Missouri, who had to play for their life to to get into the tournament. They and Tennessee ultimately had a one game playoff on Saturday, and and obviously the Tigers ended up winning that one. Um, you know, Auburn and Kentucky. This isn't the first time they've met. Um, uh, Auburn traveled up to Lexington in March oh. and snow. Um, <laughs> it snowed, yeah. <laughs> but um, Auburn only was able to grab one of those wins. Um, should have won that first game, but let that one slip away. So, yeah. you know, Auburn's, Auburn struggled against them in Lexington, but hopefully here more, more so at home than away in Kentucky that Auburn will be able to perform well. Um, I know you're going. I know a lot of other local fans are going to be there. So, you know, Auburn needs a good crowd. They they show how much better they play in front of a home crowd. So, you know, don't have to worry about any Bammers being in attendance and cheering against the Tigers. Oh, well, you, just trust me. You're wrong there, buddy. <laughs> Bammer, bammers are everywhere. You can't you can't get away from a, a bammer. Um, but hopefully there will be fewer fewer bammers. Um, but back just for a quick second, I want to go back to the that uh, Tennessee Missouri game um, because Missouri won on a walk off hit 
by by senior Matt Burley. Um, he's uh, one of my friends. He went to he went to Spain Park High School in Hoover, Alabama, and I just uh, he started his career at a junior college and has just gotten <clears throat> extremely better. And that was a great way for him to go out um, with his senior season and in his uh, maybe end his baseball career. Uh, who knows what's in store for him? But just wanted to give a quick shout out to him. Why but, am I not surprised that you know the guy that won the game and extended the season for Missouri? But <laughs> I just, <laughs> but um, anyways, but back on to Auburn. Uh, Auburn will play Kentucky. Uh, in the second game of the day, like we said. And uh, I think um, it's expected that Jack Owen will get the will get the nod and be handed the handed the ball for the for the start. Uh, and at first thought you think Jack Owen would man, this is that's gonna be a tough one uh, with he, with him pitching. But I just want to go back to his last two starts and what we've seen from him have been very encouraging. Um, I mean, I know against Troy he went four and a third, uh, gave up only one run, but I think he had a I think he had a pretty good start uh, in the I think it was versus Sanford in the yeah I don't think he gave up a run um, in his yeah, five innings the week so. before that. I think Jack is a good choice. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of experience against SEC uh, teams, so that's where my concern would be, um, especially since you know the, this first round is only single elimination, and Auburn really, really, really needs to make it past Tuesday. So, you know, I, I'm kind of concerned about Jack starting, but I'm not as concerned looking at who we have in case things go wrong. Um, you know, you've got Davis Daniel, who has pitched fantastic his last two outings out of the bullpen, I think. Um, Andrew Mitchell has been playing well, could come out of the bullpen. Cody Greenhill could come out of the bullpen. Um, I think Auburn's got a really good select few guys out of the bullpen that we can trust on Tuesday. Um, but I think that it is pertinent that Auburn wins that game or yeah. – any hope of hosting a regional. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, Auburn needs, in my opinion, I think the Tigers need two victories uh, in the SEC tournament to host a regional. And even then, I'm not sure it'll be set in stone. I think three wins, three wins I think would set it in stone. But I think two wins gives us a very good shot, very good possibility to host a regional. And, um, and I mean, everybody knows that's, that's the one thing that you definitely want. Um, you want to be one of the top 16 teams in the country. Um, so hopefully the Tigers can come out with uh, two victories in the tournament um, at least and uh, be able to host a regional. But let's move on to our players of the week. And um, I told Clint sitting in the sitting in the stands on, uh, I think it was on Friday. On Friday. Yeah, Friday. 
before the before you were the, claiming this guy. Yeah, before <laughs> the guy even had a huge day with two home runs on Saturday, that this was my player of the week, and we've already mentioned him a ton. I'm sure it doesn't come as a surprise, but it's Will Holland, uh, Auburn shortstop, went ten for fourteen. 10 for 14 versus LSU uh, in the week, weekend series. Had six six runs, four doubles, uh, two home runs, and six RBIs. And, I mean, I, I think I saw a tweet from one of the ESPN and uh, or the SEC Network baseball announcers uh, about – or, no, it was uh, Aaron Fitt – I think from D1Baseball.com, tweeted, um, what is going to come in Will Holland's uh, next at bat? Because he had had, uh, I think, three doubles and a home run, maybe. Um, I could be wrong. It could be like three doubles and a single. But it it was – it just – I mean, it was – incredible what he did this weekend and i i had i think on even on last week's show i had been advocating for jsds to kind of move into that leadoff spot and jsds had a good weekend had a solid weekend but i think will holland may have been listening and he certainly <laughs> certainly shut me up um did he ever and that's a rarity people not many people are able to shut Chandler up. That's true. Um, but just an incredible weekend, 10 for 14. But, uh, Clint, who's your player of the week? Well, I was very tempted to also pick Will Holland, not because nobody else did well, but because of just how amazing he was this weekend. Um, but my guy, I'm, I'm going with Andrew Mitchell. Um, you know, we already talked about his outing on Saturday. Seven innings, six hits, two runs, no waltz, nine strikeouts. Um, you know, that's that's a career high of strikeouts. I think that was a career high of innings pitched. Um, you know, like we said earlier, that's the second straight start that he's not walked a batter, um, which is, you know, surprisingly better than Casey Mize has been over those last two outings. Um, and Andrew also retired the last 10 batters he faced. So, Again, that's against his former team. He knows a lot of those guys, I, I presume. Um, you know, one of his last outings as an Auburn Tiger, possibly his last game at Plainsman Park. And, you know, he just came to play, and you couldn't be more proud of the guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, just a great weekend all around. Luke Jarvis, uh, JSDs. I know I'm going to forget somebody. Uh, Josh Anthony. Josh Anthony. Yeah, Josh Anthony. Great weekend. Uh, I, I'd have to pull the list up. But um, just a incredible weekend for for the senior class. And what a way to go out with, uh, with a, a series victory over, over LSU. And in front of a good crowd at Plankton Park, too. Yeah. The, anyways, the Auburn seniors, Calvin Coker, Luke Jarvis, Jay Estes, Andrew Mitchell, Josh Anthony, Corey Herndon, 
Dylan Ingram, and Bowen McGuffin. Uh, thank you to those seniors for what you have done for the program. Um, and thank you for, for leading the way with this team and hopefully leads them, leads this team to a, a great postseason, but not only a great postseason, but a bright, bright future. And um, you can't say enough thanks to these seniors. But I think that's about all we have uh, for this episode. Um, I encourage you to uh, listen. Uh, as long as Auburn is in the tournament, uh think I'm going to do a, uh, a, a just a brief show at the end of each night of the SEC tournament uh, from the E2C account, um, just giving a brief uh, overview of how the game went and how the night went. And once, if hopefully Auburn doesn't get knocked out, but if Auburn gets knocked out, I'll be doing that from my personal account which you can find at Golf Whiz Kid, G-O-L-F-W-I-Z-K-I-D. And that is on Twitter. Uh, Clint, how can the people find you? Good segue there. Um, you can always follow me on Twitter at ClintA24. And you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at AuburnUniforms.com. But yeah, so I think that's all we have for the night. But I encourage you to listen uh, to my nightly uh, over overruns, I think that's the word of of uh, the SEC tournament, and hopefully it's hopefully it'll be a great tournament, and I'm looking forward to it this weekend and this week. But uh, thanks for listening, and War Eagle. War Eagle. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. <laughs>